Welcome. Um, I guess a little introduction. My name is Hugh Duan. I am one of the elders here at Church in the City. I have the privilege of leading this church, and it is my honor today to close out the series that we're speaking on, Sent, uh, and also closing out the year. And I just feel like, you know, with all the things that we have been doing this morning, I, uh, thank you, I don't really need to say anything because I think the message really came forth about Jesus sending us. But uh, I'm going to try to hopefully wrap things up a little bit and just uh, put a button on, as, as James liked to say, about the series on scent. Um, just a quick recap for those who are just visiting us, uh, visiting church in the city. So the first week was about, uh, I know James mentioned this, about the Father sending Jesus. He sent Jesus so that we can stand before the Father and we can be united with him and stand before him cloaked in Jesus' righteousness. And the second week was uh, about God is with us. And the song that we just sang, Emmanuel is with us. He ma- he's one of us, and he made his dwelling among us. And, and also just what O'Neill just read. Good job, O'Neill. Um, in Matthew 20, 28, and one of the things was, surely I am with you always. And that's something for us to always remember. And uh, today, we're going to talk about Jesus sending us. So if you were sitting here and you didn't quite fully understand, hopefully you know Jesus sending us and what it means after this. Um, so we'll get right into it. You know, I, uh, usually I was trying to say something funny, get things all relaxed for myself also, not for you guys. But uh, there's no jokes. It's all serious business here. Okay. Uh, I'm just funny looking. That's all I need. Um, okay, Jesus sending us is a serious uh, topic here. Uh, you know, Jesus as God has been sending us since the beginning of time. And if you've been with us for the last six to nine months, we've been talking about that a lot. Like he's been, he has been sending us from the very beginning, from the time when he created mankind. You know, we, we talked about that. Steve talked about that. James talked about that. I've talked about that in terms of Genesis 1, 28, where after he created mankind, he said, go forth and multiply. And the same, he said the same thing to Noah, you know, he said, this, and his sons. In uh, Genesis 9, to Abraham in Genesis 12, to Jacob in Genesis 35, to Moses in Exodus, and he sent Jonah to Nineveh. So he's been doing that a lot, and he's been constantly, constantly reminding us that you guys to go. And he's constantly reminding us that he's sending not only his son, but he's sending us also. Um, And also, he sent Jesus. Obviously, Jesus Christ came and died on the cross, so then his people can be sent in a, a way that's never been seen before, in a multiplication of levels that's never been seen before. Because he wants us to go everywhere. Obviously, that's from Matthew 28. And the Great Commission, um, you know, it's it obviously from those examples that from scriptures, it was not the first time, uh, let me take that back. The Great Commission was not the first time when Jesus spoke about sending his disciples. And today, specifically, it's about Jesus sending us. Um, we tend to think that that's the only time that he's sending us, but I th- he did that a few times because I feel like he knows that we may not fully grasp the importance of that command. So he did it a couple times. You know, an example we can see, we see in that was in Luke 9 when he sent the 12, in Luke 10 when he sent the 72, and also in John 20 when, he's, when he said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. And at then, he was speaking to all the disciples. He was speaking to us, and he is still speaking to us. Um, and, and because we are his people, 
we will always be his people. And what he's saying will always be applied to all of us. Um, Again, in Matthew 28, you know, when he says, Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Obviously, we are not at the end of the age yet. So this sending business still needs to be happening. And that means sending of us still needs to be sent to go somewhere. Um, so before we, I just feel like to, this morning to talk a little bit more about some of the details, the questions that we may have or some other people may have regarding why Jesus is sending us. Um, you know, questions like, where does he send us to? How does he send us? You know, are we qualified to be sent? When does he send us? Why should we go? But um, before that, I'd like to take a few minutes to talk about Jesus. Because um, who is this Jesus that sends his people? Uh, we, I believe, and I trust that we need to have a good understanding of who Jesus is before we can obey and be willing to be sent. Because if you guys are like me, and hopefully most of you guys are like me, I want to know who is this that's sending me to go somewhere. It's not because we're being rebellious. We just want to know why am I being sent and who is sending me. So, because otherwise, um, you know, one thing that I really feel like if we don't fully know who Jesus truly is, it won't matter much to us about his command, like what he said. So let's talk about who Jesus is. Um, there are verses in the Bible, and hopefully this is going to be a refresher for everybody. You know, he's the Alpha and Omega. He was there in the beginning. He will be there at the end. Um, you know, he was there before this so-called Big Bang Theory. You know, scientists have been trying to prove for years about the Big Bang Theory. Theory. Make sure we don't forget theory behind the Big Bang. Um, but God just spoke, and it happened. So that's how amazingly and powerful he is. And he's still going to be there at the very end. So that's a bigness of who Jesus is. And also, he is the first and the last, and he is the living one. He is alive forever and ever, and he holds the keys to death and Hades. You know, this mighty God, he is alive forever and ever. He holds the keys to death and time and Hades. You know, that's one thing that we always try to struggle with. Maybe not we. People try to struggle with in the flesh is what we see. As we see, uh, actually, we were just talking about aging this morning. Um, our prime is 54 years old, right? With Gary. There you go. So we're just slowly hitting our prime. Uh, I'm just slowly hitting my prime. But anyway, you know, there's a saying that I, you know, I, I love sports. And there's always a saying that all these athletes always, always say that father time is undefeated. So that means when you get to a certain age, you're no longer as quick, as fast, uh, as strong. So we give in to the flesh. But Jesus here is the one that holds the keys to death and time. He is the only one that's truly undefeated. Father time is not undefeated, whoever father time is. Uh, and, you know, so, so that's the amazing God that we know Hopefully, it's a refresher for all of us because he is magnificent. He is incredible that in Revelation 1, when John wrote that when he saw Jesus, he fell as though dead at his feet. I just want us to take a a quick moment to ponder the significance of that verse because John 
he loved Jesus just like us. He worshiped Jesus just like us. He was a New Testament Christian just like us. He was not an Old Testament priest or someone from the old time back, but he has a personal relationship with Jesus just like us. But when he saw the glory of Jesus, that's what happened. And that's how amazing Jesus is. And it's, it's challenging to me when I read that. And hopefully it should be challenging to us to get our mind out of the box and try to visualize what it is like to be in the presence of Jesus, the one that is doing the sending. Um, because he's everywhere. He's so amazing. He is everywhere because John 1.3 said, Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made. So everything that we see Everything that we touch, everything that we smell, everything that we can hear is because of him. He made everything. He's involved in everything. And if you don't see it, it's not because he didn't do it. So that's how incredible and majestic and powerful Jesus is. But also, he's real. Because everything that we see is real, he is also real. He is so amazing and real that Paul... We know this. This is an actual, true, historical person. It's not uh, a made-up person. Paul, when he met Jesus, Jesus was so amazing and real to him that he completely changed his life. Uh, he was so real to Paul that Paul committed his life to Jesus and willingly, willingly used his last dying breath to make sure that Jesus is exalted, to make sure that he's glorified. That's how amazing Jesus is. And he's... He should be all of those things to us, to me, myself included, all the time. You know, every hour of the day, every day of the week, and every week of the year, not just on a Sunday morning, because when we come on a Sunday morning, it's incredible to be here with, with each other, to celebrate, but he's like that all the time. He's always around us in everything that we see, in everything that we have around us. You know, I talked about I just listed some of the examples about the incredible power and, and of Jesus and who he is and how mighty he really is. But that's not the only thing. You know, he has this incredible everlasting love for us. He loves us so much, so strong, so powerful, so real, that nothing, nothing can separate us from his love. You know, I know we're so used to seeing Romans 8, but nothing if we can fully put our, our, our arms around that to say nothing can separate us from his love. No height, no depth, no life, no death, no powers, no angels, no demons. Nothing, nothing has ever been created can separate us. That's the incredibleness of the love that he has for us. And it's so, so deep that nothing, I don't know what else to say, nothing else can separate us from the love that he has for us. But, you know, not only that, he's, his love is so, so pure and great that it's very unconditional. He loves us even before we believe in him. He loves us even before we know who he is. He loves us from even before we were born. Believe it or not. And, you know, he loves us even before our biological fathers lay eyes on our biological mothers, or the other way around, whatever. And because, you know, there's the verse that, I, that really struck me is um, from Psalm 139. I think most of us are very familiar with this. It's from 13 to 18. But I feel that it's really worth for us to really read it and repeat it again. 
Uh, it should be up on the screen up there. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am full, fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. When David wrote this, he knew and had an understanding of who Jesus is, and that translates in terms of an understanding of who he is, that he was fearfully and wonderfully made by our God and our King Jesus Christ. And his works are wonderful, because if we look around us, You know, we see the stars, the skies, the mountains, the seas, and every, actually everybody around us. We were made by him. That's how wonderful he is, and that's how wonderful his works are. And we should know that. We should know that fully. We should know that full well. And you know, not only that, not only is he mighty and powerful, not only is God loving beyond what we can comprehend or understand, but Jesus, by knowing Jesus, also allow us to know that there is a future for us, that there is a hope for us. As in Hebrews, it says, for here we do not have an enduring city, but we're looking for a city that is to come. So through knowing this mighty, mighty Jesus, we get to have eternal life forever. Through this glorious Jesus, you know, not only us as individuals, but our families, Our families will have eternal life. You know, our future generations will have eternal life, not just the next generation. Our future generations will get to know Jesus through us because we know Jesus. Then they will always, forever, be loved by him. They will always know that they are forever loved and forever protected and forever provided for. See, this is the Jesus that I'm talking about. You know, we use that name a lot, but that's the Jesus that we know. That is the Jesus that is sending out his people. That's the Jesus that we can obey and love and submit to because he loves us more than we can understand. And he has power beyond anything that we can imagine. You know, I love Star Wars, fantasy movies, but even beyond all the things that we can imagine, but all the spaceships and all the aliens, his power is even beyond all that. And I don't know where I was going with that. It was not in my notes. <laughs> But anyway, you get what I'm trying to say. So this is the Jesus that we know. And once we have an understanding, hopefully a glimmer of an understanding of who Jesus is, we can respond, you know, respond with love. You know, for me, I love the example of how Peter responds to Jesus because of his understanding for him. You know, the example that I, that, that really... Um, impacted me not, well, it was not when uh, Jesus asked Peter and his disciple uh, who do they think he is. It was not when Peter stepped out of the water, I mean, stepped out of the boat to walk on water. It was from John 21 when uh, some of you may remember where Peter and the disciples were, were fishing all night long and they didn't catch anything. So Jesus would show up and he would tell them, throw the net on the right side of the boat, and they were able to get a large catch of fish. So then that's when John said, it is the God, it is the Lord. And Peter immediately jumped in the water and swam to Jesus because 
he recognized that is my Lord and my God. That is someone I worship. You know, he, he didn't really care about this miraculous catch that he just got. He wasn't focusing on the miracle that just happened. His desire, his, his, his love was to be with Jesus, just to get there. He just jumped in the water and he just wanted to swim and get there. He didn't care how deep it was, how cold it was. He just wanted to be in that place. And the overriding, you know, Peter's uh, desire and love for Jesus was the overriding factor for, 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 for Peter. You know, human logic or practicality completely went out the window for Peter. You know, he took the quickest and the most immediate path to get to Jesus. Because his, his desire to be with Jesus was more than the comfort of staying in the boat. You know, his desire to be with Jesus was more than the security that comes with food and money from that large catch that they just had. He didn't think about those things. And his desire to be with Jesus was more urgent. Actually, you know, in a few minutes it takes to get the boat to shore. Because they eventually they did, right? They eventually got the boat to shore, but... He didn't, couldn't think of anything else because of his understanding who Jesus is. He just went without thinking. And that's the Jesus that we can, resp- that's the type of response that Jesus wants. And that's the type of response that he is very worthy from us. So as we, as we just talked a little, and obviously I, I hope I'm preaching to the choir here because you know, it's Sunday morning and we're all at church. So hopefully this is just a refresher for all of us in terms of who this mighty God that we sing to, that we worship to, that we devote and commit our lives to. Because it's, 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 this is going to be blasphemy when I say this, but if we just show up on a Sunday and we don't really know Jesus like this, we're wasting our time, right? I don't want to spend two or three hours showing up and don't really know him like this. And that's why when we have a personal relationship like him, everything will change. And that's when we can say to ourselves, okay, what do you want me to do? And what Jesus is doing is he's sending us. So let's talk about the sending. Um, What does sending really mean? You know, sending, we we tend to use the term sending or send as mailing a gift or maybe sending a package. But sent in the Bible actually means to order one to go to an appointed place. There's an intentionality behind it. There's a destination behind it. So when Jesus is sending us, he's actually giving us an order to go to an appointed place and an appointed time. As See, that, that's, why, that's why I feel like it's important for us to know who Jesus is so that we can fully grasp the power and the love that he has to send us. And we can trust in his sending. Uh, so some, some of the things that, you know, the question that will come up as, as I ponder this is, is um, why does Jesus send us? And hopefully, this is, again, a refresher for all of us. It's because as the Father sent Jesus to us so we can have eternal life, Jesus is sending us to others so everyone else can have eternal life. And as Jesus only do what the Father tells him to do, it's the same with us. We should respond in kind because of who Jesus is. Um, 
we, we are to follow his example. And, you know, he wants, most of all, he wants us to share with others. Not just go and say it in the way that you read from the book. But he wants us to share with others about Jesus, about the ones that we know through our personal relationship with him. Share with others about our knowledge of Jesus. Not because someone said such and such or because something you read in a book or something that you've seen in a movie. Always because your friends told you such and such. He wants us to share that intimacy, that knowledge that we have of him and our love for him. That's what he wants us to do. And that's what he's sending us to do. And he doesn't send us out aimlessly, obviously because he's sending us to an appointed, an appointed place, right? Did I say that right? An appointed place. So to share the good news. Um, we talked a lot about the good news. What is the good news? You know, there's so many things. The good news, uh, I don't mean there's so many things. There's, there's so many ways to say it's the good news, but in this very, very simple term, and hopefully the good news is a solution to a problem. That's it. It's a solution to a problem. There is a big problem that's going on. And the good news is the solution. And what is the solution? We talked about this. Eternal life. It's eternal life through Jesus' death as a sacrifice for our sins. This great, incredible, mighty God that we just talked about earlier. He became a man and willingly died for us so we can have eternal life. That's the solution. What's the problem? In its very simple form, not eternal life. And he wants us to go and just bring a solution to the problems, to the existing problems that's all around us. Who are we that we should be sent? Um, you know, knowing Jesus gives us the answer to that question. It's because through our personal relationship with Jesus, we have an insight in knowing who we are. This knowledge of Jesus gives us our identity, our security, our strength, our hope, our future. It's only through Jesus because there's so many things out there, you know, so many health, self-help books, so many personality tests that we take, and so many things that people have spoken over us. But when we know who Jesus is, when we have a personal relationship with Jesus, then we will be able to know who we are. And knowing him will help us to realize that we are his spokesperson. I think there was a song, uh, one of the songs that someone said about the prophet, a spokesperson. A prophet is a spokesperson for God. And we will know that we are his spokesperson to go out and share the stories about Jesus Christ. And once we get to know Jesus, this incredible God that we talked about, this God that if we, be, if we see him, if we see him, we would fall down at his feet as though dead. That incredible, majestic God. And if we... And that's the God that we know. And, and we, once we know that, we cannot help but to be obedient and be excited. Be excited to be sent by him. And what does he send us to? You know, knowing Jesus. Because we all, each, each of us are different. He, where does he send us to? Knowing Jesus through our personal relationship will help us to know the appointed place to go to. No one should tell you where to go. Only through Jesus. And when do we go? It's the same thing. Knowing Jesus through our personal relationship will help us to know the appointed time to go. And it's the only thing. The only thing that we need 
we should look to. And why us? You know, why us? We are now transformed people through the Holy Spirit because of Jesus. We're no longer the same as what we were before Jesus. We may think that we feel the same, but we're different. We've been transformed. We now have um, access to the supernatural power that we didn't know anything about or didn't have before. Because of Jesus, we are his people. Jesus is the one mighty God, and because of him, we are his people. So when we pray to his name, the sick will be healed, the blind will see, the lame will walk, and we can set freedom to those who are captives by generations of demonic strongholds. We should know that. We should sense that. We should see it. We should know it. And we should be able to pray to other people because of who Jesus is. And it's no longer about what we can do because we are his people. God is with us. His power is with us. You know, the power of speaking out the Big Bang Theory, the power of creating of all things, that's the power that we have. He's with us. It's not about what we can do. It's about what he can do. Once we understand that and understand who Jesus is, you know, the why us question should actually be, why not us? Why not us? Because we have so much power at our disposal, if I can use that term. Then why not us? Why not us using that power to go and bring freedom to people and make people well and help people to be set free? And as Matt was just saying, just allow people to know that there's eternal life to live forever and ever and ever. Why not us? And why should we go? I don't know if I, did I talk about that question? There's too many whys here. Why? Why should we go? Because once we know who Jesus is, and when he said go, it's an actually a command. It's not a suggestion for us to go. It's not a, a, a passing comment for us to go. Because we just established who Jesus is, right? He's not a name that we read in the book. It's the almighty God, the creator of all things. Everything that we see around us is because of him. So once we understand who Jesus truly is, it will shape our response to that command that Jesus is sending us. Because he said go. He didn't say maybe go. He didn't say think about going. He said go. Go. And there are so many people, so many people like Matt was saying in Nepal that don't know Jesus. You know, he is so much more. He's so much more than just, if I can say this, he's so much more than just a sacrificial lamb. Because we just talk about how incredible he is. He's so much more than that. And a lot of people just think that's what he is. And a lot of people think that they don't need the solution to the problems that they have. Because they think they're already doing good. He's so much more than that. Once they grasp the understanding of Jesus through each of us, it will overwhelm them. And they will want to fall to their knees and just accept Jesus Christ into their heart. And that's why we go. Because Jesus is sending us to share the good news to everyone, everywhere, until the end of the age, right? Surely I will be with you always, till the end of the age. Um, I know we, uh, we may be running okay on, on time, but I just feel like, uh, before I hand the mic back to James, um, I do want to pray over us as a body, 
Um, actually, you know, before I, I pray over us as a body, because as I was preparing for this message, I just really felt that God has dropped a verse on us as a church in the city. And uh, before I do that, I, I just want to throw it out there and ask if anybody, if anybody's sitting out there, young or old, if you're sitting out there and you don't have this personal relationship with Jesus, if you don't know who he is, I would love to invite I would love to lead you into a prayer so you can invite Jesus into your heart and accept and be with this almighty God, the God that is so much more than a sacrificial lamb for our sin, the God of all things. If anyone out there, anyone? Okay, so as I, um, I, was, uh, as I was preparing for this sermon, I, um, I really felt God has dropped this verse on my heart for all of us. And uh, it's from Jeremiah 1.5, where it said, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And I just feel like even though God was speaking to, speaking to Jeremiah, but I feel like God is speaking to each and every one of us. And I just want to pray that over us, because God has set us apart. And he is appointing us as his spoke, spokesperson, as his prophet, to the nations. So I would like to pray that, can I pray over us with that? Dear Lord Jesus, I just thank you for who you are, God. I just thank you that you came. I just thank you that we know you, that we have a personal relationship with you, God. I just thank you, Holy Spirit, that you have revealed Jesus to us, that we would know you more and more with each day, Lord. And I just thank you that as you have spoken over us, that you have set us apart, Lord. That before we were born, that you have set us apart. That you have appointed us, each and every one of us, as a spokesperson for you, so that we can go into our neighborhood, into our cities, into other cities, into the nations, Lord. At an at an appointed time, in an appointed place, that you have called us to be your spokesperson, Lord Jesus. I just thank you for that. I thank you for that privilege. And I just ask the Holy Spirit, just give us a stirring and a strength to be able to say, why not us? Why not us, Lord? Just allow us to go and, and share the good news and bring the good news to each and every one of the people who don't know who you are, God. And keep on doing this. Finish the race and be strong until at the very end of the age. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.